0: Hey, hey, hey welcome to the sports reverence podcast my name is dan and my name's drew we're no experts but we are the sports reverence hey hey we're excited for another sports reverence podcast drew when are we gonna get coach in the intro when's that gonna happen is he still in the in the six-month process here I don't
1: know. I think he's almost through his probation period. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see about in the next couple episodes. We need to give That's you a break because you're not very good at it.
0: That <laughs> is absolutely fair. Well, let's get into some of the Sports reverence quick hitters for today. Bundesliga restarts and it has been successful. Although there have been a few major injuries, we're wondering, will this be the new trend for all sports going forward? The UFC has had three fights in these last two weeks, and it's all heading towards Fight Island in hopefully June. We still have Cam Newton watch, when, and he remains unsigned after opening about up about willing to be a backup. Uh, is this the end for Cam Newton? That's a crazy question to even think about. Absolutely. Horace Grant calls MJ a liar and a snitch. He was not happy with that docuseries, saying he wasn't the leak at the end of the first repeat Dak Prescott reportedly turned down an offer of five a five-year 175 million dollar contract he's seeking north of 45 million in his final year the franchise tag will pay him 33 million dollars this year
2: Have you ever thought about how well your investments are performing have you wanted to understand how the stock market works and how you can look after your financial future but have been unsure of where or even how to get started train to invest is North America's leading investment education and training corporation with the sole purpose of providing a new way of thinking about wealth management through teaching training and coaching individuals in both the art and science of self-directed investing train to invest offers a complete education and training experience to empower families to begin their journey of planning for future generations through investment education. To find out more, look at www.traintoinvest.com and download our free ebook. Again, www.train the number 2 invest.com to find our more information about our program and download our free ebook. So boys with all that being
0: said, we're going to stick with NFL to start it off with. The big news around the league has been the the Rooney Rule. And I'm just going to share a little bit about what the Rooney Rule is. So the Rooney Rule has already been in place and now they've just adjusted it. But the Rooney Rule is a National Football League policy that requires league teams to interview ethnic minority candidates for head coaching and senior football operation jobs. And it is an example of affirmative action, even though there's no hiring quota or hiring preference. Given to minorities only in interviewing quota so on tuesday this is what's happened okay the nfl owners approved new measures and it's aimed to at, aimed at improving diversity in coach and front office hiring but they stopped short of approving a resolution that would have rewarded minority hiring with draft pick compensation so they were thinking of uh if you drafted uh, a minority or ethnic coach um either a head coach uh defensive offensive coordinator and or um, even quarterback coach, they would improve your third round draft pick from uh, up to s- up six spots or potentially even up 10 spots. But uh, the, the NFL and the teams have kiboshed that idea for now, uh, but it may be coming back. So the, the changes that have, have been made, teams will now be required to interview at least two candidates from outside their organization for any vacant head coaching job and at, and at least one minority candidate from outside their organization for any vacant offensive, defensive, or special teams coordinator job. Previously, the Rooney Rule had required teams interview only one minority candidate for head coach and and none for coordinator. The NFL also changed its anti-tampering policy to relax the rules that have allowed teams to to deny assistant coaches and executives the opportunity to interview for jobs with other organizations. So this resolution came about on Tuesday. The Rooney Rule also has expanded to apply to a number of executive positions. Teams and the league office are now required to interview minorities and or female applicants for positions such as team president, senior executives in communications, finance, human resources, legal, football operations, sales, marketing, sponsorship, information technology, and security positions. Each of the 32 NFL teams will establish a minority coaching fellowship program. And that fellowship program actually started with Uh, the Green Bay Packers which was pretty cool they started that before they even implemented this rule and I thought that was very cool by them so guys what is your thoughts on this Rooney rule and the adjustment of it so far
2: a lot of information to go through Um, however I I mean let's just preface it with this racism is always going to exist regardless Um, people are going to be stereotypical racism is going to be around I applaud the intention of the Rooney Rule to get more diversity into coaching. However, personally, I don't think it matters if you're black, white, Hispanic about your ability to coach. Um, it's just 2020. Obviously, you know, getting women into sports and whatever, that's fine. And all that is good. But the intention of just saying, hey, we need more colored people then. I think it is wrong. You want more qualified people in. Color shouldn't matter right now. In 2018, there were eight head coaches of quote unquote color. 2019, there were four. Um, this past year, 2020, I guess, uh, there's five head coaching positions that were open and only one ethnically diverse person was hired. So you can spin that as, oh, teams are only hiring white people. Or you can say the, other, the, the flip side is maybe they didn't have a good interview. Maybe they found somebody who they preferred. Part, part of getting a job, as you guys would know, especially being reverends, is part of who your network is too, right? And so I think that there's a lot of different facets more than just color that come into play when it comes to the Rooney Rule. Um, and in, in terms of the incentivizing the draft picks, that's a terrible idea. That's just an awful, awful idea because then it becomes, there'll always be the debate was guy coach hired because of his color or his competency. Right. And if I'm interviewing for a job and for those of you who aren't looking, I'm definitely a Brown guy. Um, I don't want to get a job because of my color. I want to get a job because of my competency, because I don't want to have that in the back of my head saying, Oh, they only hired me to fill a quota. Right. So that, those are my, those are my brief thoughts. Um, and just because you increase the number of interviews of colored people, doesn't mean you're going to see an increase in people getting hired.
0: True.
2: That's just what I'm saying.
0: Sports Rev. Drew, what's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, like,
1: uh, I'll, uh, I don't have much to say on this, uh, this topic, but I, I do agree. I do agree. It's great. Uh, more doors being opened. Um, I'm just looking at some quotes from, uh, uh, Eric ben- the enemy, the, the chiefs offensive coordinator, who's, who's saying that as a coach, you always want to be judged based upon your own merit. Uh, but he is also happy that the, the rule to get interviews, it gives guys opportunities that, uh, might not get that interview. Uh, but I do agree with, with coach that, that it, it should be based on your merit. Um, like i don't know how you guys feel about that but like if you if you see a guy that is better and he gets passed over because of this rule i don't know i don't know how that makes you guys feel like i yeah. wouldn't want to be the guy that gets the job because because of a certain rule in place right
2: yeah
1: but uh yeah i'm 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 happy it's opening doors but i do hope that teams continue to hire guys based on their competency uh, and their own merit.
0: Yeah, I think we're all kind of on the same page as well. Um, I, I love the intention behind it. Um, I think there is probably a problem in the NFL right now. Um, it's a 75%, uh, black league, um, actually over 75%, just slightly over. And, um, as Joel read out some of the numbers um, from co- that's head coaches. Uh, if you look at coordinators and, and other staff, um, there is a, there is um, a lack of, uh, of black people and, and other ethnic uh, ethnicities in, in those coaching positions. So I, I love the intentions. I don't know if I love how they're going about it um, because it's an admittance of, of what's wrong with the NFL Um, right now Um, and I don't know if that's the best way to solve it this this rule is not going to change racism in the in the face of racism forever or anything like that Um, I do think it will give some opportunities and at the end of the day I really I agree with you Drew as well that I hope it's the the competency of the coach that gets the opportunity and uh, what I do like about this Rooney rule is that now every team we'll be establishing a fellowship for minorities to have, a, ha, have this coaching program and this actual coaching uh, experience so that they can create more uh, opportunity for them to get experience and then see if they qualify for these coordinator jobs and head coaching jobs and, and other jobs as well. Um, from finances to sales to all those kinds of things as well. I don't think it's ever going to change in the end of um, owners. Uh, i think there's one minority owner and um oh, they, yeah and uh, uh i don't think that's ever going to change and that's just the the way the cookie crumbles right now but um, um for the rest of it you know uh, let's let's hope and pray that some of these things change any other thoughts
2: on that guys yeah i think the fellowship thing is is actually a, a very underrated part that is not getting enough attention yeah you want, you want to change um something systemic like racism in sport you have to do it at the grassroots level yeah. right yeah. how i mean there's i don't know the, the data i don't know the stats but you wonder how many coaches in the high school level are colored or, or ethnic or you know what i mean if you can start building that up and showing an opportunity of this is what you can do then people start aiming higher and and they're not so worried about race but they're worried about hey how, how qualified am I to apply for this job? Yes, sir. Right. I think that the fellowship part, especially because the NFL makes money hand over fist. Oh, yeah. There's going to be tons of opportunity and resources to make sure that grows. And, and my only concern is that we hear about it one year, two years, and then it kind of just falls off. Yeah. If they stick with it, I think it's going to make a, a big change overall. And it's like quality it. overall for yeah. coaches.
0: I like it. I like it, boys. Um, some of these NFL odds have just been released for regular season wins. And uh, we got the Ravens, number one, tied with the Chiefs, the 49ers, number thir- three, Saints, number four, and Bucks, five, and the rest of the list goes on. Drew, what are your thoughts on the odds so far uh, released for regular season wins for these, uh, uh, for these teams? And you can look at the whole list. You can go through whatever is shocking to you.
1: Well, I, I'll I'll take a one that I think is too high and one that I think is too low. Um, I think the Bucks are too high, uh, sitting there at number uh, the fifth best odds to have the most wins this season. Um, what were they eight? Were they eight and eight last year? Or nine and seven? Or
2: something like that. They're mediocre at best. They're mediocre, seven and nine, I believe.
1: Seven and nine. Wow. Yes.
0: Um.
1: Like, I do agree their their defense is getting better but they're still their secondary is so weak like you can pass on them all day long um, uh, I don't know if Brady solves all their problems uh because most of their problems are on the side of the ball that he's not playing uh, so I don't know if one player uh or two players if you count gronk right uh <laughs> moves them moves them from Seven and nine to what do you need thir- thirteen at least, Minimum, fourteen yeah. maybe to have the most wins in a season. Uh, so I think they're way too high. And then a team, uh, I'm Drew, thinking... Drew,
0: can I comment on the Bucks yeah, here quickly? Sure, go ahead. Uh, you're missing out um, the the best defensive player in the in the game uh, that the Bucks had. It was Jameis Winston who threw all those picks, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, um, I think the the stats on how uh, the Bucks? where the Bucks started on defense and all yeah. those times, they factor in a huge into rough. their poor yeah. defense. But I agree but, with you that they're not the greatest defense, but they're better than what the stats showed so far. Go well, ahead. Yeah,
1: and, and I think for most of the season, they were number one ranked against the run.
0: That's right. That's right. Um,
1: but they were just getting murdered in the air. But uh, So I, I think they're too high. And then a team that I see that's too low, I wouldn't put them high up on the list, but they're fourth lowest on the list is the Panthers. And wow. I think that they're getting a significant, yes, significant upgrade at quarterback. Preach. I think Preach. I think Teddy Bridgewater uh, has deserved to be a starting quarterback. He's proved it every Come single on. time he gets an opportunity to play.
0: Ride that school bus.
1: Yeah, for sure. He's, he's Anytime Teddy Bridgewater has been given an opportunity, he's taken advantage and he's played – way better he doesn't make mistakes he's not gonna lose a game for you uh, he might not have over-the-top skills but he has accuracy uh, he sees the field well and uh, what we saw him do with the Saints last year yeah it's the Saints it's one of the best rosters in the NFL but still for a backup quarterback to step in some would even say third string on that team to step in and take a team 5-0 and that says something about your preparation and his mindset going into this year, knowing he's going to be the number one, I think uh, the Panthers are going to be a good team. I know the loss of keekley will hurt yeah. uh, with retirement, but they I can think, make some noise. I think they'll make some noise. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, Teddy Teddy's uh, game four and five for the Saints. Uh, when he, game four and five that he won, he was ascending too. He wasn't just dumping yeah, yeah. In and 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 diving there. He was uh, he's throwing some throwing the ball down the field and he was looking efficient to too.
1: And even when he was in Minnesota, like yeah, he, yeah. he was, Absolutely. was that his rookie year that like that you got hurt or was it the next I think year? it was
0: in the preseason of the,
1: of the next year. year. After
0: his first yeah. year. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I agree with you. I'm a, I'm a Teddy, I'm a Teddy fan too. What do you, what, what do, you do you think, coach? Man?
2: So what are some of your thoughts here? Okay. I guess, um, I'm about to come at you. So. Okay. That's fine. I think, I think the Patriots are too high. Yeah. Uh, their defense, they, of course, you know they got rid of some older guys, and uh, they're cycling new guys, which is fine, which is typical Bill Belichick style. But losing Brady is going to be a, a big thing. Um, you've had this one pillar for 20 years, day in, day out, performing, and nothing against Jared Steadlam, but he's no Tom Brady yet that we know of. So the offense, I think, is going is to be – might be more run-heavy – Definitely less talented, so I think that having them at plus twenty five hundred was, was surprising to me. Um, and you're gonna like this one. Um, I know they are in a very tough division, but I still think at four, at plus fourteen hundred, the Cowboys are too low. I Ooh. think they're talented. I think they're a talented <laughs> team. I know. I know. Yes, the Giants got better. Philadelphia is kind of whatever. Washington, who cares? But. Um, Based on how they played last year, they should have been an 11-12 win team. You throw in some good, you know, new coach, which should definitely help. Uh, some, you know, positive momentum with hopefully Dak signing something. And the defense is still solid. I don't think he got any worse. Uh, At this
0: point, I want Dak to just get a franchise tag, because we're offering him way too much money. Yeah. But I'll digress.
2: You digress on that. Yeah, but I, I think the Cowboys can make some serious noise um if the chips fall the right way so i, I you know plus 1400 are they do they have a better chance than the saints eh, i don't think so cuz the saints you know are unreal but i think f- plus 1400 is, is a little low maybe flip them in the bucks yeah I, that's not a bad one yeah i could do that okay. okay
0: can i go at you now come at me i'm coming at your 49ers okay the 49ers okay. Please. are Please don't. Everyone has they're too them. Low? They're no. I'm saying they're right. too high. That everyone got <laughs> these 49ers coming back like they're gonna be juggernauts. They're gonna be kings of the castle. I'm calling it right now. Okay, 49ers are Hot dropping. Kick. Okay, they're they're uh, they, they lost Emmanuel Sanders. They they was old. He's not old. He's gonna make the and he went and Emmanuel Sanders went to the Saints of all teams. Nice. Okay, Very and I'm. In- second half of the season but keep going and jimmy garoppolo okay the uh, most jimmy g here the throws eight passes in a playoff game he's okay? a winner in a league of Doesn't passing does it matter I mean, how you win i don't think so and the and the, the trio that's the trio of running backs are, are are split up now and uh they're going with just basically going to one guy that and run
2: blocking scheme is all you need daniel
0: I'm telling you, the 49ers, this is
2: my prediction. Okay? Yep. Hot take.
0: Not really, but okay. The 49ers do not make the playoffs. Oh. oh. I oh. said it.
1: Write it oh. down.
0: I've been trying to dis- debate whether I'm going to take that stance. I'm saying that the 49ers do not
2: make the playoffs this year.
0: I'll Let pray for you. Out.
2: Let it be I'll said. I'll pray for you. And yeah. uh, we'll have to talk to your head, Pastor. <laughs> something, something's a little wrong there but and yeah but I'm with you guys on
0: the rest of your takes for sure yeah. uh Patriots uh I think the Vikings are a little low too I think the Vikings are going to have a good year um they, they had a they had a good draft pick to replace Stefan Diggs not that you can replace Stefan Diggs like yeah. with a rookie but he's uh if Thielen stays healthy and this and this uh and this rookie can he this rookie that they have is considered one of the best route runners in the in the draft so I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, yeah. Another
1: like- one I'll throw in is the Colts. I don't think the Colts are going to be that good with Philip Rivers. Um, yeah. I
2: weird. I
1: would I would almost yeah. rather them stick with Brissett. Yeah.
2: Like
1: I thought Brissett played
2: really well, but especially yeah, yeah, so under, under the circumstances, like bro is just like, oh, I'm starting now. Like, okay. Yeah, for sure.
0: I'm also a Lions fan too, if uh if Matthew, I'm a Matthew Stafford fan, sorry. And if uh if, if Matthew Stafford um is healthy, I could see them moving up too. I could see them contending for a playoff spot for sure. Um mm. and no. you guys you guys both love the Falcons, eh? You guys are sold that they're are the do the Falcons make I, I think
1: I think they're making a c- comeback.
2: Like, make I a don't know they make the playoffs though. That's a tough division.
1: Well, yeah, with the Bucks now like and the, the yeah. saints are going to win that division right
2: with like, the added wild card spot i don't know it's yeah. tough.
1: I, I think they do better than they did last year
2: yeah cuz yeah, i don't think I their defense that, is
1: ba- as is bad they had a lot of injuries about the added
2: on the wild card spot but still you got packers you got 49ers you got the seahawks you have the cowboys you may have the giants vikings vikings that's a lot of teams that they got they got to go through
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Well, let's head let's hear a word from our sponsors. With no sports to watch on TV, esports have been shooting off the charts. What are esports, you may ask? Well, basically, it's competitive video gaming. Esports are fun to watch and my favorite gamer to watch is a guy named Vandalize. Vandalize plays a variety of consoles and games including the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. What makes him so unique is that he plays these games with the controller upside down. It is a talent unlike any other. You can check his Twitch stream out, and you can find the link in the Sports Reverence Instagram bio, or you can search him up on Twitch, Vandalized, with two Zs or Zs. His control will be upside down. Let's jump to our NHL some hockey for you boys there's some news coming out on the nhl that there's a 24 team playoff format i'm gonna kick it to my guy drew to start us off what's up
1: well i'm excited uh and a lot of canadian hockey fans should be excited as well about the new format uh it hasn't been i don't think it's fully approved yet but they're talking about a 24 team playoff um and uh yeah, and it's going to be a play-in of the what? A bottom eight, eight teams in each uh, in each conference. Uh, so right now, it's looking Penguins would play the Canadians in the East, and and we've got a bunch of series to look forward to. I'm I'm a Leafs fan, so I'm looking forward to them facing someone other than Boston uh, oh. <laughs> to start a playoff. Um, but if they can get through Columbus, they're going to play Boston again. Uh, but I I like the format. I like that it's best of five. I I think everyone's going to have a chance. I've heard a lot of uh, players discussing and debating about whether uh, having, winning the cup this year will be tainted or, or have an asterisk beside it. But I think this, uh, the best teams will come to the top. And when you, anytime you have a series other than when you have like these one game, like you look at March Madness, you get teams that like Listen fifteen beating twos and whatever. But when you have a series, I, I believe that the best team wins. And uh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited for hockey to be back and and what did you how many Canadian teams did you say were a part of it? Like six of seven. Six of seven. So we're gonna have a lot of excited Canadian hockey fans.
2: Woohoo. Just not Senators fans. <laughs> They haven't Ouch. been excited for a while. Yeah. Uh, I think, honestly, I'm not the biggest hockey fan. I'm a very neutral when it comes to hockey. Um, but this is a really cool implementation of how to get a excitement back into the, something that's been off for a long time, and b placate a lot of teams. Uh, you know, there's there was discussions about do we look at points per game? Do you look at winning percentage? Whatever. This way, you get all a bunch of the bubble teams. Into the playoffs, you generate excitement. Um, like Drew said, I think the best of five will allow the, the cream of the crop to come to the top. And um this will be really cool. And it kind of it, it does bring back a bit of that March Madness feel to it, and that's really exciting. I think in the first round, we got Pittsburgh, Montreal will be a good series. Uh Toronto, Columbus, like you mentioned, in the West, Edmonton, Chicago. Yeah, um, that's just some old school timers would be very happy about that. And from the Peg City, Winnipeg versus Calgary, I like that one. Um, a because Winnipeg's in the playoffs, and that's always nice uh, for the city. And I like the whole square they do outside, which is always fun. Woo-hoo. But um, yeah, I think I think it's really interesting. Uh, we get a lot more teams in, and especially for Canadians, six of seven teams like you don't get that too often. Yeah, and uh that's i think super exciting the one thing is where are they going to play the games they, they're right. talking about two hub cities one for each conference with no fans but um I, whatever that looks like i think i think this is a good idea to bring everybody who is interested in hockey back with some excitement and some some get to go what were you done what do you think
0: Yep. Oh, I think it's still going to be a first round exit for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, um, you don't
1: think they're getting past Columbus.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of hot takes coming out of you today. Well,
0: even if they get past Columbus, they're going to hit the Bruins. And yeah, I said that already. I know. I'm just saying the Leafs, I I, I said the Leafs are going to lose in the first round. Okay. That's my take. And 100%. You can be upset about it. It doesn't matter. It's going to happen Drew. you. But it's can you
1: imagine it. if the Canadians get by the Penguins? Like, they're a <laughs> 500 team right now.
0: That would yeah, be... exactly. I think that would be just crazy. I, I love the idea that the teams that are already eliminated from playoff contention, they're not in this. Uh, yeah. Why waste? Uh, why wa- Why have them there? I think the NBA should follow suit with that. But yeah. um, we'll get into that in a little bit. But, yeah, um, I think the Jets are going to be in it tough. Calgary. Then what? St. Louis probably next, and
2: yeah.
0: then um, I think they also have Colorado on that side. Um, yeah, yeah I think Colorado is going to be they're the team receding, to. You know?
2: they're going to reseed them. Reseed the, the winners and losers.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So
2: That's, that um, you know, that make things interesting.
0: Yeah, so I think the Jets are in it for t- in it tough, but yeah, no, I, it's, I love it's this.
1: Actually, it's actually no reseeding. Oh. Yeah, okay. That's another major change in this format would be the lack of receding.
0: Yes, nice. Kim. Wow, I like yeah. I got, so I like this. this it's gonna bring out. it's gonna bring major excitement. I'm definitely gonna tune in, um, and that's not just coming from uh, having a lack of sports. Um, I'm. It's gonna be exciting. Uh, I think all these playoffs are gonna be great. So uh, I'm excited for this. And and do you know the estimated start time? Is that July? Unsure. Unsure.
2: Unsure. Unsure. It it hasn't been approved yet. So
0: that's a tough thing. So, yeah, we are going to hear a lot of news this next week about the NHL, which is exciting. Um, So let's stay tuned for that. Drew, you have a final thought?
1: They're also going to let the top teams have a little uh, exhibition tournament as well. So they're not coming in completely cold. Yeah. Uh, So I think that's a good
2: idea as well. You would think oh, that kind of helps the top teams, you know. You're playing against the top teams anyway. Yeah. If you go around robin, like that's just iron sharpens iron. Yeah. In my opinion.
0: Yeah, and I think that'll help with um, the, their injuries, uh, pre- uh, preventing injuries and things like that too. Yeah. So that's awesome. I'm excited for some hockey back. It'll be some fun stuff, and I will be rooting for the Jets as well. Um, before we get to our final topic, let's hit one more commercial of our sponsors.
1: Samara and Jane is an Australian-based accessories retailer with all of the latest fashion trends from around the world. Ladies, update your style game with gorgeous earrings, necklaces, and other jewelry for affordable prices. And guys, you can shop for that special lady in your life, too. Use discount code SPORTSREV30 for 30% off your entire order. That's Sports Rev 30 for 30% off your entire order. Use discount code at checkout at SamaraAndJane.com.
0: And we're back! Hey, hey, hey! It's time to get into the final little subject of the NBA. And this question has been floating around ESPN and the score and also TSN. It's, who would you start a franchise with? Would it be Zion Trey,
2: Luca, or Tatum? Let's hear your thoughts. See, I want to see your hot take because you've been on fire today. I've had a lot of hot takes today. Um,
0: it, this was really tough for me to decide. There's three that I definitely would and one that I wouldn't. I wouldn't start with Trey, uh, Trey Young. No disrespect to him, but these other three guys, I think, are on another level. Um, I'm going with the guy who will sell all the seats uh the guy who has a body like no other his name's zion and uh funny like you zion uh hey i'm taking that all day um zion is a game changer we've only seen a minuscule uh a test of what he's doing and he's already been able to change uh the the, the dna of the Pelicans. i know he's surrounded with some good talent but uh uh, Zion is the game-changing kind of player. Uh, he's got more to come. He's going to continue to get better. His shot's going to continue to improve. I think his, even, his, even his athleticism and post moves are going to get better. He's going to learn to use his right hand, which he still hasn't got to yet. And um, uh, Zion's going to be a pretty special player. So uh, I'm going with Zion Williamson.
2: Who's up next? Just One quick thing. It's, right. weird, it's weird to me that NBA players are so one-handed dominant coming out of college. Because, I mean, when I was trying out for Junior Varsity, the way they cut us was you couldn't make a left-handed layup. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's just mind-boggling to me. Um, Drew, why don't you go next?
0: And he made a oh. layup
2: with his offhand. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I worked on my left-handed layups so much that I forgot how to do right-handed layups.
2: Yeah. Yes. That is very <laughs> true. I yeah, remember that.
1: You know that, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> I would I, I would be coming on a breakaway on the right side and flip over <laughs> to the left side. <laughs> you were just um,
0: doing that to shield off the defender from blocking you, okay? Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. <laughs> um I'm gonna go with my guy, uh Luka Doncic. Oh, uh, of course. No, you can say, of course, but uh, you all picked Luka Doncic, let's not lie. Um, but uh, <laughs> if we just look at this stat line, for the, it's out of bounds, his stat line for the year. 28.7 points, uh, 9.3 rebounds, 8.7 assists. Like, he's almost averaging a triple-double. And how old is this kid? 20? 20, 20 yeah. years old. He's yeah. on – He's ascending. He's improving his stats on the year before. Uh they gave him they brought in Porzingis. They're starting to learn how to play together. Um I like I like the where he's going. I like where the Mavericks are going if we want to talk about teams as well. We don't have to, but I 100%. like I like the way he plays the game. He doesn't back down from anybody. Uh you can give him the ball in the big spots. Uh, There are some questions about his durability, Uh, him and Porzingis both. Uh, But, but yeah, Luca is my guy that if I was starting a franchise, uh, I'd want on my team. Just his ability, his size, his range, his uh, ability to pass the ball. I think I like Zion, but I feel like you need that point guard with Zion. Like you need, you need a guy with Zion to play with him. Yeah, Luca, yeah, Luca, he can play on ball, off ball, whatever. You, so and, and
0: and and uh, I don't think any team in the West wants to play the Mavericks in the
2: first no. round. Yeah, no. yeah, that's gonna be a oh,
1: tough. There's so is. much length on that team.
2: Like oh yeah, 1, especially 1, if 5. if Porzingis and and Luca are rolling. Oh yeah, Ooh.
0: that's tough. Yeah. This time off for Porzingis will be even great. Uh, yeah. Super beneficial for them, and
1: they got the number one player in the league, Boban. Oh
0: so, my. <laughs> <laughs> and the best, and the best, uh, and the best three-point percentage in in shooting terms, the best Curry three-point percentage. Yeah, he's the best yeah. shooter.
2: Yeah, he's the best so. shooter. Um. All right. Well, all right, coach. I, I think I think we all agreed that we wouldn't want Trey Young. Right. And and I don't want to like knock Trey Young though. He's really good. Yeah. Let me let me I, let you talk. Come on. Let me finish here. And. Okay. Trey Young's a good player. Okay. And I think some of the things that Treyong does, like shooting those super deep threes, have value because they create a ton of space. But it's his inability to play defense and because he's a smaller guard, which is really, really gonna hamper him. Look at Dane Willard, right? Every time comes playoffs, because he's a small guard, he's getting knocked around. Can't pull through, right? Still shoots those deep balls, creates a lot of space. But you can only go so far playing that way. And while he has done an amazing job, he averages about almost almost thirty points last this last season, and almost nine and a half assists. Look at where Atlanta is. I think Atlanta is going to have serious regrets not drafting Doncic. Um, but for me, if I'm picking a player, I'm looking at track record, and, and I like Jason Tatum a lot. He's long athletic. Uh, He can score. He's an excellent three-point shooter. He's almost hitting 40% for his career at this point. This last season so far, he's hitting 39.8% on just over seven attempts, which is unreal. And that's really, that adds, of course, it plays into today's game. Um, He's increased his scoring every, every year, and he's played about the same amount of minutes. So you can see that it's really coming through. And I think he's got a potential to hit this above 25 points per game for a long, long time. And he needs to work a little harder on his defense. The tools are there. It's just, I think, his troubles in the second year um, really kind of stamped a bit of a wrong impression of how good a defender he can be. But he brings so much to the table and just his size. You really think that, um, similar to Luca, that he can do almost all these things. And it'll be interesting to see uh, when the NBA comes back, how this turns out, because, um, yeah, sure, Zion's had a PER of 24, 19 games. Tatum has got through almost three years. His PER is 16, and Luca's at an astounding 23.1. So um, out of these four, I mean, there's a lot of building blocks, but I think Tatum, just because he also has been deepest in the playoffs. Yeah. That's a lot of experience the, there.
1: The only thing I would say against Jason Tatum is I feel like when his confidence level gets low, he disappears, and that's a difference that I see in a guy like Luca, a guy like Zion. Yeah, Actually, yeah. They, they
2: take on that. They're challenge.
1: so level, right? Like yeah, they yeah. they're always in it. I, I find when I'm watching, I don't watch a lot of Celtics games, but when I find that things aren't going Jason Tatum's way, his head starts to sag down, starts to yeah. disappear a little bit.
2: And, and that was definitely a knock his last year, um, because there was so much turmoil with Kyrie calling everybody out and underperforming and always being hurt, and really interrupting the dynamics of the game. I think we're gonna see. I think this is a maturity thing, to yeah. be honest. So it's, I think I, I think I see Jason Tatum.
0: The difference with Jason Tatum and and Luca is that Jason Tatum has the potential to be an elite defender. I don't think Luca will ever get to being an yeah, elite defender. He's fair. pretty far off. that already but luca's probably luca's probably going to be better overall offensively i think but uh, i think i think tatum's got the defensive end and that could that could that could send him up for sure and like i said it's hard like you said it's hard we also have to remember
1: about steph curry though when we're yeah maybe when we're talking about trey young
2: because if he gets if he gets some
1: players around him which uh, he does now
2: He's got some Because that's some what the guys. Warriors.
1: That's what the Warriors have had to do. They sort of hide Curry on defense, right? It's
2: true. Yeah. Because and because Clay uh, a big dude.
1: Yeah. They got a bunch of long guys that can play defense, and they sort of hide them. So I think Trey could. Trey and Luca uh, could benefit from
2: that. I'll I'll toss one name out here that we didn't talk about. It's, I know we're ad libbing here, but Siakam. Guy just yeah, got big I'm money Yeah.
0: Do
2: you, Do you think? What do you think? Just. Top of your head, go.
0: Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I probably have lots of bias towards this, but Siakam's definitely on that rise as well. Um, he's only been playing basketball. He's been playing basketball for less than a decade uh, in his whole life. And uh, he's already an all-star starter and is going to get better and better. His ball, his ball handling skills going to get better. His shooting is going to get better. And defensively, what he's learning from Abaka and Gasol in terms of positioning and toughness on the rebound, has been, like, I've seen such a growth in his defense, which has been unreal to see. Uh, so I, th- I see Siakam being right up there um, when it comes to MVP conversation in the next couple of years.
1: Yeah. I, I'd put him in a tier, maybe one tier lower than these guys we're talking about, but I think he's yeah. on that way there. Another guy I would put in that category is SGA from... Uh,
0: from yeah, Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: Like he true. he's unreal to watch on a yeah. on a day-to-day basis. I like
0: 100%. it. 100%. Underrated too, eh? Like he's oh, yeah. so underappreciated, underrated. I'm I Jack I would Christine. think he's better than Chris Paul right now in my opinion. Yeah. Um, he does he's more consistent. For yeah. Sure. Alright guys, that seems to be I wanted to quickly, I just got an email here from uh, um, from someone who uh, gave us a 5 star rating on our website. Shout out to one of the Sports Reverends faithful uh, Colin Beauchamp says, can't say enough good things about these guys. So shout out to Colin Beauchamp and well, sure. uh, thanks for the 5 star rating on the website. If you guys are able to, check out the SportsReverends.com um, Check out our website. Give us a good rating if you want to and uh, see you all uh, what's all going, going on of, of the sports reference. We're on all social media platforms. Our Instagram is blowing up. We've hit 30K. Can you say 30K? 30K! 30K. That's pretty sick. And our, our YouTube is over 600 subscribers, which is wild. Wow. And, um, insane. It's just taken off, which is awesome. And uh, our Twitter is over 400, which is pretty good. So, guys, let's keep going. Um, we, uh, we put out the thing about, uh, if you want to join us with some ads or sponsorships, uh, hit us up. We'll get you in there. And, um, as we grow, we want to grow with you guys too. So, uh, that's what it's all about. So, uh, let's say goodbye, everybody. Take it easy. We'll be back on Monday. Peace. Peace.